Welcome back to the summer syllabus, um, the summer reading and homework you never knew you needed. Like we said in last week's episode, this week we will be, or maybe not last week, I think we're going to be doing these bi-weekly potentially, so we'll see. we'll see what the rollout situation is like, but you know, um, this episode we will be recapping Never Have I Ever, Mindy Kaling's um, series about a young girl navigating high school. I mean, we'll get way deeper into it, but I'm going to turn it over to Hannah right now. Yeah. So Mindy Kaling, in case you don't know her or you've never heard that name before, you definitely do. She originated the character Kelly Kapoor on The Office. She also wrote and produced for The Office. She then started her own show called The Mindy the Mindy Project, um, which is on Hulu. It's hysterical. And then she took a more of the behind the scenes route now. Um, and she wrote a new show, Never Have I Ever, which she doesn't act in it, but she was wrote it, produced it, collaborated with a bunch of other writers. And the first season was incredible. The second season comes out tomorrow, which is okay. so exciting. But Mindy Kaling's hilariously relatable comedic writing strikes again in her semi-autobiographical Netflix series original, Netflix original series, Never Have I Ever. This series serves as the perfect palate cleanser that provides a refreshing take on the typical coming-of-age teen melodrama. The show focuses on likable yet inherently flawed protagonist, Devi Vyasha Kumar, a first-generation Indian-American. After losing her dad and suffering a brief episode with paralysis, Davy sees her sophomore year at Sherman Oaks High as an opportunity to change her reputation. With the help of her two friends, Fabiola and Eleanor, the three girls set out on a mission to conquer this year of high school and finally become cool in the eyes of their peers. Never have I ever hold such a special place in my heart, not only because of its sheer brilliance, but also because of its abilities to push the boundaries within the entertainment industry. Kaling writes to make viewers laugh, but more importantly, breaks the glass ceilings of for women of color, specifically Indian American women who are often inaccurately portrayed or stereotyped within the confines of TV and film. This show is such an easy binge that I found myself rewatching it again with my family. I think I laughed even harder the second time. Small plug to the fit. This was actually Hannah's um, article. That was a little excerpt from one of yes. Our one and only Hannah Coleman's article that she wrote for The Fit. Um, go read it. It's great. That's it's actually the reason that I watched Never Have I Ever because you told me after. Yes, I made you um, read my whole. Yeah. Well, yeah, obviously I was going to support you and read your article. But um, so if you liked that, go Head read over to The article. Fit magazine. It's a great yeah. online platform started by Lehigh Girls, but we've expanded all over to all different campuses, even internationally. Um, so I did a re TV recap of 2020 and I just read the excerpt about Never Have I Ever because I'm pretty sure I ranked this as my number, it was my number one show of yeah, 2020. I mean, it's definitely up there for me. I watched a lot of shows, a lot of bad shows during quarantine. Yes, so this, many bad shows. I actually did watch this more recently. I wouldn't categorize it as a quarantine show for me, but it was like such just a lighthearted, fun, like easy watch that like, I literally just binged it. I think like within maybe two days, like it was, it, I just kept wanting more. And like, I mean, we can start getting into it now, but like, I think one of my favorite things about the show is just like how extremely relatable the characters are. Like usually high schoolers 
are portrayed in just like such an off way nowadays. Totally. And the writing is so not, the writing is something we would never say. They're using all these weird acronyms yeah. and they're also like 40 year olds with their phones, <laughs> like literally like not, there's no way that these kids are in high school. Meanwhile, the the girl who plays Davy, I'm blanking on her name right now, is actually 19 in real 19, life. Yeah. I, I was looking up all their ages. We also, let's just preface this whole thing. Spoiler alerts. We're going to be talking about the show. Like, oh, yeah. We are going to yet. spoil the show. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't, if you watched, haven't watched it, it yet, go watch it. Um, okay. But I was looking up all their ages in real life because like, first of all, Ben Gross is so cute. Like, obviously I'm attracted to an NJB, like whatever. But I was looking up all their ages. Davey is played by a 19 year old girl. Ben Gross is like 20. But the only weird thing is that Paxton, or as you refer to him, Paxton Hall Yoshida. No, Paxton Yoshida Hall, no? You're so right, P.Y. Paxton Yoshida Hall. Paxton Yoshida Hall is 30. Yes. He's 30? He's 30. Okay. Isn't that a little off? That's the only thing to handle right now. Yeah. That's the only thing that's like a Um, little bit off. Cause like him and Davey have some makeout scenes. And like, I guess it's technically legal because she's no, it is. She's 19. (laughs) But like it just feels a bit off. That's just look really he does look really young. He looks young. And he also, so like in the series there's classic like guy who's like the arch enemy like Davy's arch enemy who he's like super she's super competitive with since they were like young because they're both like competing for the same college spot and they're both like the typical like stereotype like the Indian who is pushed by her parents to be super smart and the Jew who is pushed by his well actually not pushed by his parents I guess that's like more of an internal drive yes yes but it's like they're just butting heads all throughout but it's like the Jew who is still like wants to do more and wants to become either a lawyer or a doctor. And his dad's this big attorney for all these celebrities. And he lives in this lavish palace of a life. And his parents are always off, like going on retreats, being vegan, trying to do yoga and just keeping the trend. I think one of my favorite episodes is the one about Ben Gross, which is narrated by Andy Samberg. Yes. Iconic. It's just like, as this is, I love the show so much just because like Ben grows from the outside, like seems like he has the most perfect life ever. He has a beautiful girlfriend. He's filthy rich, like all of this stuff. But we see from this episode, the only episode in the whole, in the whole um, first season that isn't from Davy's perspective is from Ben's perspective. And it's all about like how he's actually extremely lonely and like, he end up he ends up getting invited into Davy's home for um, a dinner after visiting his mother for a large pimple on his face because Davy's mom is a dermatologist and so she ends up inviting him over for dinner because he looks so sad and she's like oh it's the biggest pimple ever I've ever seen like I feel so bad for him um, and so he ends up getting invited over for dinner and like he is just truly like in awe that like they have dinner together every night because he like has never experienced that and I think it's just like so raw and real how like like not everything appears as it may seem from the outside and like it's true in high school it's true in college it's true wherever you go like as cliche as it may sound, you can't judge a book by its cover. <laughs> really can't. His girlfriend is using him for Instagram followers. Yeah, exactly. And his dad, he claims the only reason he brags about his dad so much is because he doesn't actually get to see his dad. And then 
it's also a turning point for Davy too, because she sees her mom, who I love that actress is yeah. unbelievable her one-liners are truly hysterical well I'm gonna pull up their names yeah no I need to know her name she has been in a bunch of things she was also in defending Jacob and she's but she is just her one-liners I mean I was consistently laughing at her character she just does yeah. a great job she comes on and just kills it every time but her mom at one point she Davy's so frustrated with her mom and is like oh my gosh like I don't even know what I can do with her anymore. And Ben is like, you're so lucky. Like your mom cares so much about you. Yeah. And it was a turning point for him too, as like a realizing that like for Davy too, realizing that she's so lucky. She's a family who cares so much about her. They spend every night together. And even though her mom is riding her so hard, like she's not an absentee parent. She's still so caring and so involved. Okay. So I don't want to completely butcher her name, but, uh, Dr. Nalini Vishwakumar is played by Porna Jaganathan. Jaganathan? Jaganathan. I don't know. I definitely butchered that, but that's the actress in case you're wondering. Um, So just more about the show in general. I think that we kind of have touched on this just about like Ben and his quirks, but I think that's something that's so special about the show is just like how each character like truly has their own quirk, like something that Mindy Kaling actually talks about in her NPR podcast in, in her visit on the NPR podcast um, is how like you never really get to see like a protagonist with like such anger issues. And like, that's something that's like such, that's really at the forefront. Especially as a woman, like if a guy throws A a woman of color, let alone a woman. And and she talks about too, like being an Asian woman for her is she's Indian. And she's saying like, that's kind of a stereotype that you're supposed to be demure and soft-spoken and very compliant and very subservient. And she kind of had to reckon with, you know, a lot of this is, like I said, semi-autobiographical. A lot of this was her trying to make room for a different voice and also a girl who's very fiery, who knows what she wants and knows how to get it, but along the way is extremely short-tempered and short-circuited. So if she doesn't get what she wants, she's not going to be so quiet and be pushed over so easily. She's going to throw her geometry book through the window is what's going to happen. (laughs) That was so hysterical. And also just the whole pressures of getting into college, which is obviously like a huge theme in the show, not only for... Davy and her family because they feel like there's like a big pressure to prove yourself and also there's like the mentality of like the stereotypical mom like Indian mom being so overbearing and being like my kid must be number one but it's also the sense of like that is what a lot of high schoolers grapple with today like even as a 10th grader she's so focused on where she's going to go to school, Princeton, Princeton, Princeton. She goes right. to the spiritual guide and prays to yeah. get into Princeton. Like it, that really is for a lot of young adults, like a big focus. And, you know, if I go to model UN, will this help me if I do swim, if I do this, if right. I do everything. That. And also one of my favorite lines is when um, Ben and Davey end up fighting. It's in the first episode, I think. They yes. end up fighting in class and they get sent to the principal's office. And the principal is like, <laughs> you guys have to work in the office and they both are like, Oh, is that as an internship? No, as punishment. And they're like, Oh, sorry, I can't like, it's just, I don't know. Everything is just so well done in this show. And like, like you're laughing the whole time. 
Totally. And Mindy Kaling just gets it. There's something about the writing that's so fresh. She hired a lot of young writers. She talks about in the podcast a lot, like yeah. a lot of young writers to be on the team with her. The story of Davy. A lot of young Davey. Indian women, I think, so that they could have yes. accurate depictions and they wanted to totally. do it justice. I think that in general representation on this show is like phenomenal. Like I agree. Um, Fabiola ends up coming out as gay. She has to grapple with that. Eleanor is another Asian woman, like they get called the UN, which in the beginning, Davy thinks it's because it means like it's a little like racist. The United Nations. United Nations. But we learn that um, it actually means unfuckable nerds. I don't know if we're cursing on this podcast. We are, but we are. They, <laughs> but they, um, and like that kind of sends her into another spiral. So like, it's like she's this nerd who has this, intense desire to become popular which is also like not the usual motif I feel like when it comes totally. to nerds yeah because and usually the nerd is like the one striving for college which that's also what she is but she also has this desire to social climb which is like such a new fresh take on being the nerd yes yeah, so she's the nerd and her and her friends are probably the nerds at one point they they talk frequently about how they're nerds they have a slumber party and they're like we're the smartest people but we can't figure out this why and yeah. like this this and this like we need to quiz each other on how to get boyfriends exactly and also that whole skewed like sense of what it means to be in a relationship what it means to have the unattainable Paxton Yoshi like it's just so comical like you have these ideas in high school that and I mean especially like from the female perspective that if you get the guy and you then somehow you'll reach nirvana and you'll be popular and everyone will love you and you'll just be the most perfect person ever or if you get that internship or whatever it is you get like you will never be like the it girl until you have a guy and like a group yeah. of his friends to be with you and I think that what's really well done about the show also is just that like she is striving for this guy, but you also watch her whole life unravel as it's happening. So it's kind of like this, I don't know, like the antithesis of like what you would expect happens when you get the guy. Like she doesn't actually have the guy throughout right. the whole thing. But it's like she's finally like, oh, I'm gonna have sex. Like she has this new opportunity, but like her friendships are falling apart. Her home life is falling apart. And like, I think it's just like a very real look into like maybe what high schoolers are grappling with, like thinking like, oh, if I do get the guy, I'm going to be way more popular when in reality, that's not always how it is. Exactly. And there's also this sense of like, we need to be cool. We need to be popular. We need to be known. And throughout the whole time, it starts first, their mission is to get boyfriends. Then it's to, you know, make themselves look like the hottest girls in school. And Davy comes to school. My and favorite is when Fab is like, you look like an Indian, Indian Kardashian. Kardashian. <laughs> there are also just so many like iconic lines. Also, Mindy talks a lot about in her podcast, how she feels like she can get away with making a lot of these jokes because she's a minority woman and how right. like that has the power for her to be able like a lot of the show is examining like minorities opinions on other minorities like if right. it's not Davey making fun of Ben because of like his Jewish heritage and something it's Davey's mom calling her black telling her black therapist that therapy is only for white people like right. there's just so many different and then also you have the teacher the history teacher who is brilliantly written comes out as this white male and he's like 
comes to the history class and he's like, this year we will be facing history on ourselves. Like we will be learning about the Holocaust and then makes direct eye contact with Ben (laughs) Grossman. And then it's like, and we will be talking about slavery. Slavery. And and then like looks right at Fabiola who's black. So it's like, you have the constant, I know there was a lot of scrutiny around this show having anti-Semitic undertones. And I actually didn't find that to be true for me at all. What I always thought was, Something I also feel that way. That Mindy brings to a lot of her shows, especially in the Mindy project, is you fall in love with, you know, the protagonist, Mindy. And even in The Office, too, I mean, Michael Scott is like yeah. blatantly racist. Like, yeah. unclear if that show could exist today in the same way. But you also know that it's coming from a place that it's like the joke is on Michael. And in yeah. the Mindy project, like, she's such a high achieving OBGYN. And then you realize, like, she's just as racist as, like, everybody like she's right. making fun of this woman for wearing a hijab like it's right. all not to say that we're all the same and that racism is the same for everybody but it's just this interesting concept of looking at racism through the lens of a minority person yeah it's extremely well done um another thing that i just really wanted to be able to talk about is the focus on mental health throughout the yes. show <laughs> because you know, our psych- you know, coming from psychology students yeah. we have to talk about mental health yes but I think it's really interesting and in the podcast she also talks about how Davy's stint with paralysis is actually based on a true story yes. from someone that she knows so what happens is Davy's father passes away tragically unexpectedly at a school function Davy's performing and her dad has a heart attack and dies and after that Davy is paralyzed, I think, from the waist down, right? I think she has use of her arms. So just from the waist down, so she's in a wheelchair for a few months. And it's just this different way of being able to express, like, coping, like, in a way that I've never seen on television, at least. And it's just, like, this very real, like, coping the death of a family member is extremely different for everyone and I think the way that they presented in this show is so real and it's so interesting to see like how high school students are going to react to this oh one day I'm paralyzed the next day I stand up and I'm able to walk because I'm trying to stare at the boy that I like like it's just it's extremely well done and also obviously like Davies um time in therapy is also something that we can talk about with her therapist who is also brilliantly written I her therapist her. is also an iconic character and I think when yeah. people have the idea of like in a show when you go to therapy and it's like this frumpity old woman on the couch asking you about mm-hmm. your feelings wearing like ugly clothes like therapists mm-hmm. can have nice style they're exactly. always crocheted like something <laughs> and like sitting there and talking about your feelings but Davy's therapy is so current the I also thought it was really really, challenges her like the therapist really challenges her and at one point her therapist is like I can't work with you anymore because you're not accepting anything I have to say to you well I'm trying to talk to you about your dad but all you're doing is talking about this boy because you feel like that's a distraction and I also thought the idea of making the therapist black was so interesting and very poignant because that's not something that's so widely accepted within the black community I mean but we also know that just from taking psychology courses and our most recent exploratory psychology course, black women or people of color in general are extremely underrepresented in the therapy or in helping professions in general. So being able to 
have that represented in this show is just another way that diversity is presented and it makes the show even more likable. And like you said, like it may not be as accepted in the community or maybe that's just um, like the way that each minority group, like how Davy's mother is right. into that. Like, right, which is such a funny scene because she's like, why do you have all of these ceramic figures? And she's like, oh, my clients find it soothing or something like that. And then she's like, yeah, well, that makes sense. Like therapy's only for white people. <laughs> and then she, the therapist gives her like, do you not see me? She's like, and of course you too. And then at the end, they're able to joke and laugh about it. But like, there's also this pressure. No, but it's because they're both minority. Right, minority. So yeah, like, no, you can't get away with that. Right. Otherwise. Right. And you also realize like there's this whole parental component too. Like Davy's mom is struggling just as much as Davy. She lost her husband. She feels like she has no support. She's trying to break free of like the ideals that are so deeply rooted into Indian tradition, like, you know, being a single mother, not like having a very successful career as a doctor, but not necessarily being like the housewife who does it all and makes all the homemade meals. And then she's trying so hard to push Kamala in a specific direction because she feels like that's what she would want for her daughter or for Davy. And she's pushing her away from being a, you know, prominent researcher and towards like the traditional arranged marriage. Right. Root of life. That's a whole nother thing, which is like such a side plot, but like so interesting. But before we get into that, I just also wanted to mention like how extremely strong the character of Davy's mom is like, she really doesn't waver ever. Like she gets angry also, but like she is an extremely strong woman who like continues to trudge through life after having lost her husband so tragically. And I think it's just like such an amazing role model to see this woman who's acting as a single mother and in like a country who, where she hasn't even been for that long. Like she got there when Davy was born and what Davy's 15, 16 now. So fairly new to the country, like making her way through without her husband. And it's just like an incredible story. I also think that's an amazing point of strong women who are being represented in the TV show. You know, the juxtaposition between her and Ben's mom, um, who's Angela. Uh, Angela, yeah. Yeah. She, you know, Ben's mom is off doing a yoga retreat and being like basically Gwyneth Paltrow 2.0 is like the best way I could describe it. And Davy's mom is just not your typical mom you see on TV. She, yes, she may be nagging her about homework, but she's also fully running her own private practice in dermatology. And she cares so deeply about her daughter and it's so evident and everything she does, she really leads with love first rather than leading with like nagging or just being in the house. Yeah making pies or being like, let's talk about our feelings. Like she's not this overly feminine archetype mother, Betty Crocker figure that you see so often in these like young teen shows. But I think that's why it's another like checkpoint as to why it's such a relatable show because like these are who our mothers are. Like we can feel like they're relatable. Like she's extremely relatable. We, yeah, obviously we were nags all through high school about going to college, but we also have this loving supportive mother. And it's nice to see that being represented as opposed to the typical stereotype, the typical stereo, the stereotypical mother that's portrayed on television. And then you also see, sorry, I did I just cut you off? Oh, no. 
<laughs> see all different kinds of mothers too. You have Eleanor's mother who fully yeah. is like out and can't be bothered. Absentee like, mother. Absentee, completely self, like only self-focused, embarrassed, like kind of, you know, never fully got that like proper adult maturation, I would say, like never really yeah. developed properly and then there's also Fabiola's mother exactly. who struggles with well who she thinks is going to struggle with her coming out right. who ends up being extremely accepting right and she also like at the beginning you just see she's trying so hard to connect with her daughter over anything you know get your nails done and her daughter's like well can I get chickens on my nails and the lady's like, no, like I forgot about I get robots on my nails and they're like this is creepy she's like Fabiola pick a color and then she is just trying so hard to connect with her daughter in any way possible. Like it's clear she's also a powerhouse mogul, yeah. like woman in business, like walking <laughs> around with her power pantsuits and she's working running the school bake sale. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh my God, Fabiola, you have a boyfriend. Like she's just trying so desperately that when Fabiola comes out as gay, she's almost like she's shocked. Also, when Fabiola has such a, you know, it's very it's obviously hard to come out as gay. I mean, I've never gone through that, but I can imagine. And it was a very, like, it wasn't a scene that was like, we're going to make the coming out scene happen now. And it's going to be so dramatic. Yeah. It was very like, mom, I just want you to know, like you heard this from someone else and it was an accident, but I, I'm gay. And her mom yeah. is like, I love you no matter what. Her family is so accepting. She ends up finding a cute girlfriend and stunning stunning girlfriend well I was gonna say there was like a little bit of hysterics surrounding the coming out but it was only I mean obviously it's drama it's a show but um it doesn't happen over the bake sale and Ellen's mother kind of spills beans and then yeah she ends up wrapped up in the drama of Davy's mom freaking out that she has a boyfriend so there's There's a a lot lot of drama and a lot of the drama too which I think is obviously intentional is internalized from Fabiola. Like she feels yes. so much pressure. You 100%. see she internalized homophobia where the girl asked her if she wants to go to a GSA meeting. I'm blanking on that character's name where she asked her to go to a GSA meeting and she, you know, freaks out and snaps and is like, why didn't you ask my other friends? Eve. I just, Eve, I knew it was something <laughs> like that. Um, where she's like, why didn't you ask my other friends? I'm not even into that kind of stuff, whatever. Right. See her come out to the whole grade at that party in like a dramatic way where she gets. By know, the way, I love that pantsuit so much. Oh my God, that pantsuit <laughs> also. One of the lines, there are a few moments where I distinctly remember laughing out loud. First. <laughs> Let's recap this. <laughs> yeah, should we recap though? Do you have anything else to say? I feel like we're like. <laughs> No, we're just like spewing at this point. Let's knowledge. I could spew for hours about this show, but my sister actually shout out. There's negative chance she's listening to this. Hi, Lizzie. Lizzie. Um, she was the one who told me to watch this because she loves Mindy Kaling just as much as the next person. We've read both of her books. Huge support system for Mindy Kaling in the Coleman household. But (laughs) she basically said. She was like, Hannah, you need to watch the show. I actually don't remember the last time I genuinely laughed out loud on my computer. And this was like in the height of quarantine. Victoria was a bit late to the trend, but we got it. I was very late to the trend. I'll admit um, that. This was like in quarantine, searching for serotonin, yes. not partaking in any of this. Oh God, in every crevasse, searching for serotonin. Every crevice of the inner, the World Wide Web. Like not succumbing to Tiger King, begrudgingly watching Outer Banks. Like 
this was oh, just what I did to come to Tiger King, which is really upsetting for that's me to admit. Ex- that's on you, boy. I, that is on me. I'm like, so, I'm embarrassed about that. No, it's fine. Everybody did. We just yeah. turned it on and yeah, it just was a lot. I also don't know why I waited so long to watch the Queen's Gambit. Okay, let's forget okay, sorry. all we're of really, my mistakes throughout quarantine. Back in. <laughs> I wa- the, so I'm talking about moments that I laughed out loud. So my sister yeah. told me, watch the first episode, you're going to laugh out loud. So I waited a few days because I was like in the middle of class. And then I watched the first episode and I went to her and I was like, I actually laughed out loud. And we laughed out loud at the same moment when in the first episode, Paxton, Hall Yoshida, P-H-Y. Or no. P-Y-H. Paxton. Oh my God. Wait. It. I was right. Wait, you are right. Why did I think Yoshida? Paxton Hall Yoshida. Yeah. Why is that wrong to me? P-H-Y. Did yesterday you tell me it was P-Y-H? No, yesterday it was P-H-Y. Maybe it's just because I'm thinking of like P-Y. But I'm an unreliable narrator. Like I mixed up letters. (laughs) P-Y-T. That's what I'm thinking of. P-Y-T. It's P-H-Y. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Paul Yoshida. Yes. P-H-Y. <laughs> and he's, he's at Davy's house and Davy's mom lies to him when she's panicking about it. Oh, having- that's not the first episode. When is this? Because I just watched the first episode yesterday. Okay. Not that it happened, but I know what you're talking about. This is the second episode? I also laughed out loud. Okay. In the second episode. So Paul, like Davy's it's we've all gotten into those moments where we're like, yes, I'm so ready. And then you get to the moment you're in the scene, you're like about to do something with a guy. And then you're like, holy crap, I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, and this happens to Davy in that episode. And she's like, the whole time she also, the way she talks about sex is so cringy, but we can get to that and yeah. all those things. So she's in the, in the heat of the moment with Paxton and she's like, I have to go, I need to pick up my mom's medication. And Paxton's like, oh my God, is she okay? And she's like, no, she has polio. Like she <laughs> says this out of her mouth. So then so Paxton goes and obviously Davy's mom is like supervising their whole, Paxton shows up at Davy's house. Davy's mom, being the mom that she is, starts supervising their whole interaction through the window. And as Paxton is leaving, he goes, bye, Davy's mom. Like, bye, Mrs. Vyosha Kumar. Like, I'm so sorry to hear about your polio. Or like, I hope your polio is doing better. Like, something like that. Like, some absurd comment. And Lizzie and I both, like, actually were laughing out loud when we watched. But Davy just, like, sets herself up for these things. Yeah. Like, she in is world. such a flawed character, but I such love a flawed it. Character, but it's the same sense of like not to cross us too much over with with another thing we will talk about a lot on the podcast. But Dear Evan Hansen, it's the same concept of like you're young, you get caught up, you say a yeah. lie, and then it just gets a bit carried away. Like yeah, extremely carried away. And it's the but, same thing with her dating. Yeah. She says she dates Paxton, and then oh, when she says she lo- when she says she's been like hooking up with him exactly, and that goes all around Model UN, and that's when her and Ben Gross end up getting in a fight. But oh my god, we didn't even talk about it. My most favorite thing, which I had a feeling from the first episode the enemies to love. Oh yes. Please go off about because that. okay. I just had this feeling from the beginning when we were first introduced to Ben Gross, like he's just like so snippy towards Davy, but it's like they have this like it's not sexual tension, but like it is sexual tension. Like I don't know how to explain it. Like it's completely rooted in sexual tension. Oh but you only realize that at the end. Like it's right. because like they hate each other so much, but it's because they're so similar and they realize that they actually end up ha- having so much in common and they 
like and Ben ends up being like such a sweet oh my boy God, like such a when he's waiting for her in the car at the I, end like I, obviously I, that's the moment like obviously she had to kiss him and it just like it's like okay Davey like that's what you really wanted you don't want to walk up to a random boy and be like do you want to have sex with me and you want like, sure. yeah you want it to be this naturally occurring organic chemistry where you don't even know that you like someone until you know that you like someone. And I think that that was also extremely well done because it's like something that everyone experiences at least one point where like, you don't even know that you like someone until it like slaps you across the face. And Davy is literally like, I don't remember the exact, like what the exact scene was, but she, I feel like she like has this like introspective moment where she's like, do I like, am I actually about to do this? Like, do right. I really like him? And then they like end up kissing and it's like, he reciprocates and it's like, great. And it's just like a, a great way to end the season. And also you kind of get that with P-Y-H-Y. <laughs> Mess me up. P-H-Y, Paxton Hall Yoshida. Because he seems like this tough, ultra mean guy, bad boy, that all those things. And he really is like so sensitive. You find out he has a sister with Down syndrome who's he's incredibly protective over. And he too is like super caring there for Davy, lifting her up out of the pool after she embarrasses herself, driving her home. I'm honestly so excited to see what happens in the second season because isn't he like waiting for her at the end? Yeah, there was a huge yeah, like, she Yeah, huge cliffhanger. Yeah, so like, is she gonna stay with Ben or is she gonna go for PHY? Like the boy that she's been crushing on for years. Like PHY is like the epitome of like the hot boy in school. And Ben Gross is the epitome of like the nice Jewish boy. So like- He's like a dumb hot jock who's like amazing at everything. And as a sick bod. Sick bod with his like shaved legs, which give him like more aerodynamics in the pool aerodynamics that's in the sky is it no it is but I feel like there's also an aerodynamic component to swimming that's why you know like you're definitely right your hair holds you back no yeah because like I know swimmers like shave everything but like yeah that's why when they're hooking up he's like have to do with my chest may be really smooth I have to shave it for swimming and Davey's like holy shit yeah oh my god what a show second laugh out loud moment is oh when- yeah I forgot do you have more than two or how many I have so many I have oh. I have two more second okay. laugh out loud moment is when Fabiola is in her white power suit that she knew she literally knew that was going to be a trend because Kamala popped off and ruined lives with her white power suit at the inauguration and it was just phenomenal <laughs> Oh, we love a white power suit. We love a white power suit. So she's like wearing her white power suit that she spent all of her money on from, I forget where it was from, like somewhere trendy. And Davy spills punch all over her. And she's well, Davy like, was actually trying to protect her. Yeah, she was. And like eating the punch, right? Or something. Yeah. And because there was, there was a like acid in it or something like weird. Yeah. Maybe oh, it yeah. wasn't weed. I, I mean, maybe pee. Pee. I think someone peed in the punch. I'm not sure. Okay, whatever. What's college all the time? Be wary of where you're drinking out of. Yeah. Um, so oh, she's I lost my track of thought, my train of thought, but they're outside and Eleanor's like, come on, Fabiola, let's go. And she goes, she turns to her, she goes, No, Eleanor, we're not going. I'm popping 
off. And then she just starts screaming at Davy. But like, I've never heard of somebody use popping off in like a Except such for a you. serious <laughs> No, I mean, I use it all the time, but like in a serious tone of like actually. Yeah, that's off. so true. That's and so I true. was just dying. And then the third laugh out loud moment, which I know we talked about, is when Davy and Ben get in a fight and Davy had a really bad day because. I forget something happened with Paxton or like she was upset something with her mom and they're in and Ben is she's spacing out in class and Ben answers that like answers the question right and she's like I wish the Nazis had killed you in the Holocaust (laughs) or something like that like because they're talking about World War II like not so unfounded and then they're in the so then they both get into the principal's office because then Ben makes like some comment back about like how she's in the UN and she's like such a nerd and they're in the principal's office and she's and the principal sits down. Also an iconic character. She goes, Davey, you can't be running around telling people, <laughs> telling like people you wish, wish they would not be killed. It's just like such an absurd concept. And then she's like, especially not, you know, and then, like especially not and Ben's like Jewish people she's like you said it not me (laughs) you're the one who said it like you're you can't get that well your parents never need to know about this okay oh my god I forgot I actually forgot about that but I definitely laughed out loud at that like I love self-deprecating Jew humor because like why not that was a fantastic scene. I was love- like, also if you have a principal who's black, not wanting to call this yeah. kid in front yeah. of Jewish, Jewish, who's so clearly Jewish because they're talking about like the Nazis killing Jews yeah. in World War II. Oh my god, Ugh, I love the show. I'm so excited for season two. Thank you. Season two. Wait, like I learned. Do they put out the whole season at once? Yeah. Okay, perfect. So we're going to binge. Yeah, no, it's and meant then, to be binged. We're yeah. going to binge and then... And then we can recap immediately. <laughs> um, so that, unless you have anything else to say. I think that's it for me. <laughs> okay, for me too. Um, Never Have I Ever, season one on Netflix. You can watch it now. If you want to listen to the podcast that Victoria and I referenced in this podcast episode a lot it is on npr the fresh air podcast and it taught it's mindy kaling on never have i ever they just replayed it again if you want to check out my tv recap of 2020 go to thefitmagazine.com and stay tuned for more summer syllabus content we love you we love you this is the summer syllabus signing off (laughs)